0: Welcome back to the TetraCast, episode 320, being recorded on October 14th, 2023. I am your host, Josh Torres, once again. Not your usual host, Brian Vitale. Uh, he was going to join this time around, but he got up way too early and slept way too late.
1: And he's he, tired, went to go, he went to go watch the, uh, the Blood Eclipse, or whatever they're calling it. The, wait, they call it the Blood Eclipse? There, oh. There's some
0: sort of
2: eclipse going blood on. Moon, but... I
3: think. No. I forget what they
2: call hmm. it. Yeah, it's they're... a lunar eclipse, I think.
3: Is it the annual that's... eclipse?
0: Some sort of eclipse is going oh, on. Oh, ring! I'm not ring, I'm an astrologer. Not
1: blood. It's ring of fire is the uh, kind of the colloquial term that they're using for it. The ring of fire eclipse. Okay.
0: Right. So like Got
1: it's, it catch, it's, like, it's like an eclipse. It's, it's an eclipse <laughs> where that has like the red, like circle around the moon. So. Yeah, ring and, of and, fire.
0: Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of space stuff going on this week. Cause I I went to go watch like a, a NASA launch, like a live stream of it, uh, like yesterday. Um, yeah, they were gonna go uh, investigate some asteroid. Uh, anyway, you, you heard them on. Uh, you heard them. You heard Adam Vitale. Hello. You heard Chow Min Wu. Yes. And you heard James Galizio. Hey folks. So we're about in the middle of October. um... Things have been going on here and there, not too much, but we've been having some uh, a major RPG release with uh, it was what was once per- initially announced as a sequel, then took over the name of uh, of an old game. <laughs> um, we yeah, had it's still Steam-
2: technically a sequel, kind of, yeah, kind of, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, we have uh, a Steam Next Fest that went on this week, uh, and as of this recording, it'll be on until mo- uh, Monday. Uh so I got the uh, me and chow checked out a couple of games from that Steam Next Fest. Some cool ones here and there that we'll talk about. And other than that there are other titles that we can't talk about just yet. Uh, coming soon. Um but let's start off with um Lords of the Fallen, aka The Lords of the Fallen, aka Lords of the Fallen 2. Um that's uh, I believe that was the lineage of the names. Uh, there. So this is a, basically um, a follow up to 2013 or 2014's Lord of the Fallen. Yeah, and all like I mean, it's just the it follow up
2: meaning that like they took the name, but not really like I believe any of like the lore or anything. Uh, from So it. it's weird because the way they've been talking about this is very very odd. They're saying oh it's a reboot, but at the same time they're saying oh it's in the same world. It's just a thousand years later. So it's so... like it's like it's a sequel but it's so far ahead in the future where it might as well be a reboot. And and, and and to be clear
0: this is from an entirely once again I know we've said this like a million times on this podcast for sure but this is um from a brand new developer that is published by CI Games developers helpers Hexworks. There's a brand new studio that is their debut game that's not the original de- developers of the original Lords of the Fallen um from several years yeah, back.
1: Yeah those developers made Atlas Fallen. Which was right. kind of mid.
2: Uh, from what I've heard about Atlas Fallen, I'm gonna say that this is uh, probably uh, better. <laughs> it, it, yeah,
1: I mean, I haven't even played Lords of the Fallen, and that seems pretty evident.
2: So,
0: so to, to kind of set the stage here, like the original Lords of the Fallen was uh, remembered for being what would be eventually be like the first Souls like, like even back, like yeah. when that game came it, out, like the first Souls like that it that wasn't a thing. It was it was it was a game that's like hey. We really like what the Souls games are doing. Let's make our own version of it. And the game was. It pretty much straight up, straight up copied in
4: yeah. the Souls
2: games. You know? Yeah. It's. Can I say um, this?
4: Oh, sorry.
2: But yeah. Uh, like, it pretty much was the first, like, Souls clone. Not even clone, isn't fair, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, James, you've been checking
0: it out. You've checked it out for a preview, and then you've gotten uh, several hours into it. Um, uh, yeah. We also have a review I, up on the site by uh, I feel, like, uh so. I feel
2: like because of the unique circumstances here, we should probably mention this. Uh, they just sent us a bunch of codes for this.
3: <laughs> what can I say? They spent a lot on their marketing team, okay? <laughs>
0: yeah i mean you, you, you cannot fault them for you there, there's no there's no shortage of marketing for this game they released a bunch of trailers for this game up, up to release and i think it's pretty well known that it's out there um and then like you, even behind the scenes like this is pretty much coming in hot even like pre-release into like now that it's released so like even before release we were getting emails like hey install this patch we found something install yeah. this patch install this patch and then now like it's out
2: in the public and I hear that console performance is okay, but then PC performance... Um, well, as well, I'm of two minds about that, okay. uh, but we'll get to that. Um, okay. Basically, uh, I know yesterday, briefly, it was uh, mostly negative on Steam. Now it's back to mixed. Uh, credit to the devs. They've been very quick to like uh, release patches. Hmm. Uh, they're perhaps even being a bit too quick to uh, change some things. Uh, the recent patch they released, literally last night, uh, Disabled Frame Gen for like uh, RTX 4,000 GPUs because okay. some people are getting crashes with it. I've put like six hours into the game on my desktop with a forty ninety frame gen on hadn't had a single crash. So at least some people haven't had any issues with it, but they disabled it for now just to be safe until they mm-hmm. figure out what's causing some instability, which I mean, that's fine. Uh, so obviously on my desktop, Haven't had any performance issues, but again, I have a 4090. So if there was performance issues on that, it would be like, it's one of those cases where you can just literally say, yeah, they coded it wrong. It's like, if it can't run literally the strongest GPU, like that you can buy, then, then there's an issue. Uh, But yeah, then haven't had any issues on desktop. Um, Mm -hmm. And The reason why I'm a little bit hesitant to say that the game's performance issues, at least, are like uh, universal is that uh, this game runs on Steam Deck. Like, they optimized it for Steam Deck. I like, uh, apparently, they said something back in April on the Steam community forum saying, Yeah, we fully support Steam Deck. So I downloaded it on mine and booted it up. And uh, it doesn't let you set the FSR uh, preset or the resolution, and it defaults to all low, but it literally was optimized for Steam Deck, because it even, like, if you go into the controls, it shows a Steam Deck and has a specific like control layout for it. Uh, It runs, like, really well. I think it's, like, using FSR performance, so that would be, like, internally 400p, but it's, like, this is a current-gen-only game, and it runs at a pretty smooth 30fps, and even at low settings it looks really good, so it's, like, Hey, if, if if it runs fine on Steam Deck, I don't know if it's just like a um, like misled expectations or what. Apparently, like uh the high and ultra preset enables ray tracing. So maybe the problem is people are setting it to high and ultra because the game doesn't tell you that it uses ray tracing on those presets. And because of that, people, especially I assume on like AMD GPUs are just having massive performance issues that way or something.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, before we get into like uh, impressions here, uh, li- like I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, Junior VI uh, put up uh, a review for us uh, when the embargo went up, and uh, he seemed to enjoy the game. He's like, he's said it's a pretty solid Souls-like. It's a re- pretty qua- fun early in the game, but you know, as you progress more and more into the game, like it, it comes a, a bit of a slog, especially because of this uh, dual worlds mechanic between like the realm of the living and the realm of the dead. And especially, um, when, once you either die in the game or you willingly enter the realm of the dead, um, enemies. Uh, the more time you spend in that realm of the dead, uh, there, there'll be more and more like uh, tougher enemy spawns. The more time you spend in that realm, and especially when you progress later on in the game, like he, he felt that like the the types of enemies that and um formations that uh, spawn there become pretty uh, annoying to deal with, uh, especially like how, how much kind of like the both the quantity of enemies and like just how beefy they are, how This is a, this is just are. an
1: observation of mine. So I edited mm-hmm. I edited Junior's review, and first of all, he actually he I don't think he stay said what his PC specs were. I think it's just more of like a moderate PC, but he installed yeah. the game on a on an HDD, so not a solid state drive, and the game even warns you uh, if you install this on a, on a HDD. You might encounter performance issues and he was like well i don't really have a choice um and apparently first at first it was fine but the further he got into the game he got he ran into more and more issues with loading and crashes and whatnot so we've i think we saw it with like starfield might have recommended install this on an ssd and this is one of those games also current gen you know those hard disk drives don't really cut it anymore for how these games are loading in assets and whatnot. But what I was mm. going to say was, I actually noticed, I, I was reading a couple of reviews, because it was interesting, because some people seemed to really like this game, and some people really didn't kind of mix. So that's always kind of interesting to see what people, to take the various takeaways. But one common criticism I saw in several places was, one of those things that feels kind of overly specific, but it was just what Josh was just saying, that uh, a lot of people criticized enemy placement. Quite literally, like, where the enemies oh. are positioned in the levels, is, like, tedious or annoying. Um, is that something they say? They, seem, they same,
0: Yeah, they, they they seem to rely on a lot of, like, enemies, like, especially, like, when you're, like, a narrow bridge and there's a cliff, there will, like, usually be enemies, like, to, like, hidden enemies to the side to, like, knock you off. It's kind of like, if you didn't know they were there, you're just going to get knocked off because they, like, stabbed you and then you... Flaughter to your death uh, th- towards
3: the cliff or something. Yeah. What I, I, I hate will to make say, some comparisons, but uh, it's I, like a Dark I, Souls 2.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. This feels like a game where the developers really liked Dark Souls 2, specifically Scholar of the First Sin.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, that that makes sense. Um, yeah, the, there's lots like of that.
3: terrible like gotcha moments. You walk over mm-hmm. here, you get this uh, mob that explodes for no reason from the umbo U- U- world yeah. <laughs> in the realm yeah. Of yeah. Living. it's just like it's so I don't know cheap I would say.
2: I would I would say that once you realize what wavelength the game is working on, you can like prepare yourself for it, much like Dark Souls too. Uh but I'm enjoying it so far, but I'm also still fairly early on and it feels like to an extent because like one of the main things that they've been marketing with this game is oh yeah, we have um seamless co-op. You can play the entire game without having to disconnect uh, from multiplayer with your friend. Uh And it feels like almost they designed enemy placement around that Mm. because that would explain why there's so many enemies and there's like there's maybe a bit too much health. So if if that's what the thought process was where it's like, well, maybe they're expecting most players to play it in multiplayer with a friend, then maybe in that specific instance, it's like perfectly balanced. But solo, it's definitely a little bit off. Mm-hmm. like i'm doing fine but it's it's one of those things where it's like if, if this is your first time playing one of these games you're not going to have a great time because it's just a bit overtuned.
0: and one thing i will say is like it seems like they they for for a premiere project it's
2: pretty impressive over like, especially oh this is the best looking game this year
0: yeah I mean, i've heard a lot of people praise uh it's like you know the graphical fidelity of it and also like the
2: the Art way that's good yeah
0: yeah and the, and the way uh, i've heard a lot of like uh praise about, like, the way that the game kind of seamlessly uh, balances the way that you switch between uh, melee ranged and, like, spells combat. Like, it seems to be, like... It, it seems to have nailed, like, being able to seamlessly switch in between those ranges but, like because you can have, like, different arsenals or equipment, like, swapped to, like, those different modes of combat Yeah, during it.
2: I, I will say that uh, reading Junior's review, and again, I'm still very early on, mm-hmm. but it's, like... I agree with uh, a lot of his complaints, but I also feel like this is definitely a game where a lot of its issues can be patched. Like Mm -hmm. uh, enemy, like we even just saw it with Flies of P, where a lot, like a common complaint for that game at launch was again the not the bosses, but the regular enemies, and they basically did like a nerf patch for some of the uh, regular enemies to make uh, progressing through the levels a little less annoying and i feel like if this game got something like that it would immediately make it a lot more enjoyable for more players that was actually one of, say that was
1: actually one of juniors conclusions and i quote with some patching this game could be extremely good mm. that's what he said
3: well, yeah. sorry a patch on the ps5 when i booted up yesterday so
1: well yeah, they we were talking about adjust. there's been lots of different hotfixes yeah
2: so, yeah but but anyways i mean if you like souls likes and I mean, it's not like this year has been like uh, lacking for them because we just had Liza P, which I haven't played it yet. But everyone I know that's played it has said, oh, yeah, this is probably my favorite Souls. Like that's not been developed by From Software." And it's like, man, I'll, I'm looking forward to playing that eventually. But yeah, I mean, this is a different type of Souls-like than Liza P from what I'm, get, what I'm seeing. And obviously... It does have its issues, but if you're, like, say, going to play this and like, co-op with a friend, uh, and, you ha- and both of you have decent enough, like, PCs, I mean, this is good. Like, the level design and, like, the world design, I actually really, really like. And mm-hmm. even though the, like, uh, dual-world system I don't feel like is perfectly utilized, it's still an interesting twist on the genre, and it's like, I, it can't really be stressed enough. It, for a debut project, for a totally new studio, this is really impressive. Like, and and I was talking about performance and like the visuals earlier, but one thing that stands out to me is this game's 35 gigabytes. It's the best looking game this year. Like look at some of the uh, screenshots or or whatever on like the Steam page. And it's like, this game's only 35 gigabytes. (laughs) Kind of insane. But yeah, there's uh, there's also an unreal engine five, right? Yeah. It's unreal engine five. Again, like I said, like, it runs on Steam Deck. If you're flying with 30 FPS, I mean, I've put a couple of hours into it on Steam Deck. I would recommend playing it there. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm I'm having a good time. Hopefully, the uh, by the time I get to the latter parts of the game, it'll have been patched. To, yeah, I'm kind of like, mixed kinda, on it,
3: just because I, I have Liza P to play, because I played that first. I'm like, I think I'll just go back to this instead. So, that's kind of like my impression of it. Yeah which
0: is yeah. kind of a shame. I, I mean, yeah, that, 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 that does happen. Like, like, I went from Fate Samurai Remnant into Dragon Quest Die, and, like, you can feel, like, the immediate reference of, like, oh, man, I kind of just want to go back to the other game I was just playing because it controlled better and I got better progression systems, you know? So One I, I could say
2: that, that a similar situation happened uh, from people playing Baldur's Gate 3 into Starfield. Yeah,
0: you know. It, it, your game's good, your game's good. Say but um yeah I, I really haven't had time to like check out both Liza P and this, so i I want to get around to at least fiddling around with them too. but I feel like that's what what i've a common thing I've heard like from people who played both saying, "No, eh, we prefer kind of P better than this, but I mean not, not to say that it's a bad game or anything. it's just like it's it's one of those things like this came out first and just happened to like really strike up a resonance with people that played it, and then this came out after it's kind of. How, how the dice rolls sometimes, and and, and and like James said, like it's cool that like this game is not following in the footsteps of its like um kind of predecessor, where the its predecessor straight up ripped everything from Souls from top to bottom. It didn't really have any much of a creative vision outside of like a small few things here and there. This one, they're they're trying to make some key di- distinctions from what others, not not only just mainline Souls, but other Souls likes are doing as well. With this dual world mechanic, and being able to switch between them and like fight alternate pathways, uh, and mess around with level design uh, using that uh, umbral lamp mechanic to appear into other world, and the other world rather, um, which is uh, an interesting concept. Even if it's not the most perfect implementation, it's definitely um, something that just uh, gives it its own identity. Uh, anything else you want to uh, uh, add on to it, James? Like, any sort of, like, uh, if you've, like, messed around with any of the classes or weapons or anything that, like, uh, you want to say about, like, the the way the game flows?
2: Uh, you can tell that these developers are really, really big Souls fans. Not by, not just by the fact that it's obviously a Souls-like that copies a lot from the from software games, but they're the type of fans that very clearly understand what they want from Souls because... Um, there's a Destiny 2 shader system in this game where you can get these things called tinctures, which mm-hmm. uh, you, you, f- you find them or buy them from, like, uh, NPCs, and then you can just apply a new paint job to your armor set, and you can, like, have different, like, shaders for each of your armor stuff. So it's like, not only are these developers very clearly uh, Souls fans, it's, it's obvious that they play a lot of Destiny 2. <laughs> not a bad thing in this case. Okay, okay. It's really. There, neat. No, there's, not like a,
0: there's not like a microtransaction shop or anything. Oh right? no no no! It's yeah, like okay. you find
2: them in the game. There's okay. like a, some like uh, currency you get from doing like multiplayer stuff. Uh, one thing that's really neat is that you know how like Souls has like the, the puddles of blood, like the blood stains. Yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find dropped lanterns, which is kind of the equivalent here, and uh, if you interact with them with your lamp, it will highlight and buff the enemy that killed that person. And if you if you can avenge them, not only do you get more souls, but you also get some currency that you can then spend at an NPC for other items. And some of those items are also like the tinctures. So it's like there's some interesting like things or they're trying to do stuff a bit differently with the multiplayer. And honestly, I think it's a cool system.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw a little bit of the um not not necessarily that, but like what you reminded me. Like one of the systems in this game is like how you can like suck the souls of your enemies, kind of like leash them out of enemies.
2: Soul Flay. Yep. You're
0: right. Yeah. And like that that seemed pretty. One thing there might be a folklore from the PS3 actually.
2: It's so that's really cool because like uh, when you soul flay them, you can like choose whether you want to push them away or if you want to push them to the left or right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one thing you can do is if you're having trouble with an enemy that has a lot of health and it's like super powerful, are they next to a cliff? Soul flay them and just fling them off the cliff. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where this will be really good once it gets patched up a bit, but also I'm glad that it seems to be doing well on PC besides the ratings, right? Because I'm i really curious to see what this this, uh, developer's next game is going to be because this is a really solid start.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully it does well enough for them to like, you know, continue to like make. I, I, I don't want them to make it necessarily a Souls like that, but I, I really want to see like what else this studio can do. It's like especially because like they like have that knowledge with Unreal Engine Five now, and you get to to see where they go next with it.
2: As far the, as I'm actually, concerned, really this exciting. is yeah. As far as I'm concerned, this is probably the most impressive Unreal Engine Five game I've played yet so far. It's
0: I, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think the one that uh, that uh, has caught my eye in terms of like an Unreal Engine 5 game was uh that demo for the RoboCop game. It's like that's uh, the, the
2: the ooh right I need yeah. to
0: I need to download that. Yeah, the graphical fidelity and then the way they kind of captured like the like to like that film is like is really striking. So, the, both this and that RoboCop game are like good showcases of like what Unreal Engine 5 is uh, capable of uh, early on
2: it's going to be really nice in uh in a couple years when uh the pc hardware catches up with unreal engine 5 a bit more and uh-huh. developers feel a bit more comfortable stretching it cuz it's like it feels like you can you can see how impressive it can be now with like if you have like top of the line hardware but it just definitely feels like an engine that it which isn't a bad thing that's looking forward but now that it, we're having games released for it, it's like okay, it's gonna be a big transition ar- period, pretty much. Yeah. Of like everyone has to catch, like get, like the, like we can't like
0: it's pretty much forcing everyone to move forward with like the, with their hardware, um, because I because I think that's gonna be a real pain point of like the, we'll continue to get like
2: these performance issues because people aren't upgrading their hardware for Unreal Engine Five. It almost as... feels like the like Unreal Engine Five was designed with the current consoles as a baseline, mm-hmm. like an actual baseline, right? And right. so like, and considering like a lot of PCs now, like to get a like PC that's stronger than like a PS Five or a Series X, you're going to spend at least like a thousand dollars. So
0: yeah, it's to a big pain point. Like it's going to be if you want to ca- catch up like the, the, the newest releases that that's pushing like graphic like graphical fidelity forward, or like you're just going to you know, but they're always the still- Steady, or you can just or you can just slow games of like who who, who are like yeah. are are developing up to like the PS4 point as well.
2: Yeah. You know. Or if you're fine with just uh going on low settings, you can just play this on Steam Deck. It works fine. So.
0: Do Ultra on 480p.
2: Yeah. I, I think internally it's 400p low. So. <laughs> Ciao. Um. Yeah.
0: I want to. I want to know, like, how how far did you get into the Lords of the Fallen, or, and did you just like um, fall off I, after a certain point?
3: I played like a few hours. I think I got really annoyed with the Unreal World mechanics. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, yeah. like I feel the mobs there are kind of like HP sponges, and they're like all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh man, it feels kind of a chore because you're explaining the same place twice. Right? you, know, if you get what yeah, I'm you know? saying?
0: Yeah, I can. I can see that. Do, do you think they are gonna try, try to push forward it, or you're just like, nah, I'm good.
3: I think after I finish Lies of P, but who knows what now will be, right? I mean, I, I suck at Souls games, so it'll probably take me even longer to progress these games.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how far are you to Lies of P? Uh,
3: about like five hours in. Okay. I, I was like past beating one of the... What's it? It's a boss where you kind of meet like your puppet maker. That's kind of yeah. like where I am. Okay. If you know okay. what I'm saying.
0: Adam, yeah. uh, as a connoisseur of Souls-like games without playing any of the mainline Souls games, Adam, are you going to play Lies of P* or Lords of the Fallen?
1: I might. I don't know which one to start with, though.
0: It sounds like you started with uh, Lords of the Fallen, because if you start Lies of P* first, maybe you'll hate Lords of the Fallen, it sounds <laughs> like.
3: No, no, my, my impression is I like to call this Lords of the Fallen, which is uh, link to a past done wrong, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying.
0: Okay, <laughs> that that's uh that's an interesting comparison. <laughs> okay, I mean that that's Lords of the Fallen. Um, you know that out now for PS5, Xbox Series, and um, PC. Have you actually heard any of the, like the um, performance on Xbox Series X or S,
2: James, for this game? Hmm? I well, I haven't been playing it on console. Well, they, yeah, put, yeah, out, they like,
1: put out like, they put out like a Twitter. Message, you know, you know, those yeah. Twitter messages where they put like a banner around it or, a, or some color or whatnot, and they said like, "We have a patch on PC and PS5, but Xbox, wait just a bit." And then like the next day, they're like, "All right, we have a patch on Xbox." It's like, okay, I don't know, I don't, I have no idea what the reception was though. In
3: yeah, terms of I have comments. it on the PS5. It also gave me the DLC, which none of you guys got for some reason. Apparently, <laughs> wow, uh,
0: that nice Lex. Nice okay, <laughs> yeah,
3: we well, just, I, we I just I got sent the, the
1: game with the DLC. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well no like james all- said full disclosure they sent us two ps they sent us two playstation 5 codes and they sent us two pc codes it's like okay uh we didn't really ask for that but thanks yeah,
3: yeah so i put up the game and i i have like one extra class to start out and then i look at junior's guide. he's like you're missing that class and everyone tells me that's a dlc class you idiot i'm like what
0: Yes, everyone said DLC class you idiot.
3: That's exactly what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out like there's a that class. It's a is this dude that you watch an intro that gets fucking murdered, and now you get to play it like immediately. Like normally, you had to go through like a lots of like hoops to get it unlocked. So, sorry, so so, so, yeah. So
0: it's like an early unlock. It's not something that's exclusive to just buying it. You can you can eventually unlock that class. Okay.
3: Yeah, but you know, if it's not like in there immediately, then you're not going to be starting with it. It'll be like a new game plus option at this point, right?
0: I mean, some people like doing new game pluses in Souls. I like doing new game pluses in Souls. Not, I don't know about Souls. Like Souls, likes is I like, kind of hit hit or miss for new game yeah. plus, but definitely for Souls games, you. Yeah.
3: No, no, no. New game plus, you play as the naked dude where you try to flex to beat the whole game without any oh, armor.
0: Uh, if I really want to min max, maybe. Rarely do I do that. Okay, so that's uh, Lords of the Fallen, uh, came out this week. Um then then the rest of it, uh what's we'll start with you, Chow, because Steam Next Fest uh went up a lot of course Steam Next Fest means there's a lot of demos to try out for upcoming games, mainly indie games. Uh one game that we've talked about on this uh podcast is this Astra Knights of Vita Veda Vita, Vita game. Um which is b- basically is um I forgot who's developing it exactly, but they're trying to mimic the art style of Vanillaware.
3: Um, um, it's called Flint, I think that's what the developer is called. Okay. It's, and a it's a, it, seems, it seems to
0: be like a side-scroller game that's coming to mobile and PC, and it's a free-to-play title. Um, tell us about this Astra game.
3: Okay, so this Knights of Veta is actually a sequel to Dragon Blaze. I, I went and looked and did my research. Uh, Dragon mm-hmm. Blaze is a gotcha game that was kind of like... They're They're copycat of Princess Connect sort of thing, okay, it's like a auto battle or kind of kind of style looking gotcha game, okay. Um, but yeah, I never played the original, so I can't really say if this is accurate. But it looks I, I like believe
0: just, I believe I believe Astra is like uh, titled like Dragon Blaze Two in some other territories.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, I, when if you look up like the Korean trailers for this game, it's still called Dragon Blaze Two like in Korean. But they just changed the English title, I guess, to probably distance itself. Like, it's not a
3: sequel, you can play it. Mm-hmm. But th- there's also a Dragon Blaze in the Americas. From a yeah, that, that, that's, that's game, true. Right? The, the
1: first Dragon Blaze is available in English, so I'm, it's not like you can't play it. If you really want to, you can.
3: I, I also think they don't want to get mixed up with the shoot em up game that was made by this uh, Japanese developer, the Sy- Sy- Psycho, I think that's how you say it. I forgot. I forgot how to say their name. They're... I mean, to
1: be fair, Dragon Blaze is not really a very unique title.
3: So <laughs> I, I know I'm saying there is a shoot 'em up game from a, from a pretty well known uh, Japanese uh, shoot 'em up developer, right? So, mm-hmm. Okay. So everybody don't want to get mixed up with that game. But yeah, uh, I played it. Uh, <laughs> not impressed. <laughs> uh, I, I like. I like a lot of things. About it, but the things that it got wrong, it got wrong. So that's that's all I have. To say
0: so I it. heard about like the gameplay that's given game from friends who tried out. Because that full disclosure, I was gonna play this this demo as well, but when you when you install it on Steam, when you boot it up for the first time, it's like, hey, do you wanna uh, install this mysterious Ace e- Setup.exe? I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then it's like it's an anti cheat. Uh, uh, an installer for an anti cheat. But like the anti-cheat itself, as I look more into it, it's like it's kind of shady a little bit. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm not really comfortable with installing that. So I kind of, I kind of uh, back down. <laughs> I mean, I'm before. one of those
3: guys that you know, you know, when Street Fighter Five installed that root kit, I didn't even care. i He's was just like, die. <laughs> so it's like it's almost the same concept, right? So, so yeah. I so care. what
0: I what I heard about from like friends who are try- who tried it is this plays a little bit like Dungeon Fighter Online. But also they copied a lot, a lot of UI elements from Genshin Impact.
3: <laughs> it's like everything is a copycat. It's literally the one guy that goes, Hey friend, can I copy your homework? And change like <laughs> the name and that's it. It's like, hey. It's like okay. It's like, okay. So
0: okay, so you know, so before we get into like the the mod- well, I don't know if they added monetization, but, like, the gotcha elements of this game. Let's talk about, first, like, what the gameplay flow is like. What is the structure of this game? Is it, like, stage-based? And is it just, like, a shade of, like, like beat-em-up brawler type of gameplay?
3: It's a stage-based with, like, a beat-em-up kind of gameplay. Um, The Echoes of Mana is probably the closest comparison I have from something recent.
0: Okay, so So, is there, like, a stamina system that you consume to, like, uh, play stages?
3: Um, Yes. Okay. Um, but it, it it charges super slow, just like in Genshin does. So it's like, oh man, I really want to use that because in Genshin, if you run out of energy, it, you run out really fast. You just do like two stages, and it's gone. And you had to wait for like ten hours for it to recharge. So it it, it prevents you from grinding, right? And, but, but
0: but also in Genshin, you have like there, there's there, there's a lot of content you can do that that's not stamina based, like exploring the world, finding goodies. Yeah, but and,
3: here uh, it's uh, yeah, there is certain contents that. Are, that you know that you can explore without using energy, but at the same time it's like the stuff that improves your character requires energy. And then oh, okay. there's also RNG required from the mm. gearers and you're like, shit. You know, you you'd be forced to do that all day. You know, it does it, it takes all the worst elements from Genshin and Honkai Star Wars rail thrown into this game because I hate everything about their monetization. You know, I despise it. In mm-hmm. fact, you know, it's like I feel like as Mifa, player who wants to have the strongest of every character, and you can't grind for it, and you only have to spend money, that's the worst kind of monetization, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, it
0: doesn't feel good. So, in this game, like, what are you exactly like working towards? Is there different characters you can play, or is it all, or is it just you have a base character with different equipment?
3: Let's just start out with the story first, okay? okay. When, in the beginning of the story, uh, the intro is actually very cool. I actually love this intro. It starts with this guy trying to uh, was it liberate uh this kingdom from this tyrant and okay. they're like going in like D-Day style in these boats and there's like raining arrows of flame <laughs> shooting at their boats. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like everyone just get like kinda get murdered and they get off the boat and they start fighting to get to the castle. And at the end uh, you find the king, he kills this woman, summons this gigantic like Lovecraft demon to kill kills everyone there, right? Okay. And then the Valkyrie comes out of nowhere. And then she basically kills, I think she kills the guy or something. I don't know. It's like you, it, everything went blank from here, right? And and the Valkyrie is actually like the goddess Veda, right? So that's why it's called Knights of Veda, right? Yeah. And she basically gives you a new body, and this is where you create your avatar, right? Okay. Like you could like, now you can be reborn as a girl, but the character has amnesia, so it's like it's just like whatever at this point, right? So this is where you create your character, and then basically she gives you. Kind of like fragments of souls of legendary heroes from that fi- fought for before, and that's kind of mm. like the gacha system. You're basically using the like that to summon the soul, so your character can transform into those other characters. Okay,
0: thought. so you're so you're basically rolling for to play as other characters, That yeah, okay.
3: Like, I, I, I'm, I'm getting like Valkyrie profile vibes from, from this part, kind of thing, right? But okay. like just like the way how the story is presented, right? And as you get further in the story. She's like, she wants you to find a piece of her body so that she can be resurrected, and there's 12 of them. And I'm guessing, like, how the game structure is, like, each world or each major patch is exploring one world to like, a piece of her body. I'm guessing that's kind of, like, how they're structuring it. That's my guess, right? And she also creates this fairy for you, which is, like, their Paimon knockoff. Oh,
0: boy. <laughs> Does that have a name?
3: Uh, she calls herself Bell Snow.
0: It's not like Paimon backwards or something? <laughs> no.
3: Okay. It's just less annoying than Paimon. Paimon's the most annoying uh, side character from now on. I think everyone hates Paimon because okay. Paimon is uh, too stupid and repetitive. It treats everyone like a child. It's like, hey, did you get that, Traveler? Uh, I don't get it. It's like, I don't know what's 1 plus 1. <laughs> it's like... That's like Paimon in a nutshell, right? And oh. that's why I like Honka a lot more, because March is less annoying, and she's a lot smarter. And you could even, like, make fun of her, too, like, saying that she's stupid, right? <laughs> in certain, certain <laughs> boards. And that's right? why she's up-
0: okay, you can make fun of her.
3: <laughs> you can't make fun of Paimon. Paimon is just literally... She's too stupid to get the joke. Right?
0: Okay. Alright.
3: But okay. So anyways, anyways, you you're... Onto your quest, and then everything will start from there. It's like you could—it's like all the gacha element will be like from here. Eventually, they like find this box, and it's like if you collect like these crystals, which is like part of her soul. Uh, the blacksmith daughter like will smash it, and she'll will get your gacha system all summoned.
0: So, but when you when you when you summon, like, is it only characters that you're summoning, or is it like pieces of gear as well?
3: uh both they have separate banners and they all copy from genshin directly so there's like okay a banner there's like there's like a beginner fanner where it has the exact same pity and it doesn't even tell you the fucking rates too it's like when you play the game really? okay I, I i did get ssr in like my first ten pull, and i'm like hmm maybe it's okay but uh I, I check, okay. check the records i'm like wait a minute where is the rate i don't see the rates i don't know what the ssr rates are right okay weird yeah, I tried something. They have to have a pity counter in this one, unlike Honkai and Genshin, because that one you have to literally count how many times you rolled, and, that, and that's how you like, determine when the pity is here. I don't know why they need to hide it. I feel like
0: that's not allowed. If you're, you're not allowed to hide rates, I don't believe. Maybe it's like they, they can bypass it because of the demo. Maybe,
3: but maybe but... it's beta, where the rates aren't fully set yet, and they don't maybe. want to put it down yet, but you, you can't see the rates in there. <laughs>
0: I heard uh, about this game that like the performance is weird because like it doesn't even like run at like a steady frame rate. Like they, they, it's like there's an intentional slow mo in it that, that during combat. I don't know if like, I, I think a time. lot of
3: people don't remember that you could change the settings because I, I have trouble following UI, and I didn't even know that the game was running on low until I like changed the settings oh, after okay. I got through the tutorial. Then the game runs smooth for me. But I played for like five hours not knowing that oh wait this game's on low settings and thirty fps set on default for some stupid reason right okay so maybe they didn't know about that and forgot to set it i know there's some jitters in there but i didn't feel it once i changed the settings okay i think the game doesn't do a good job of telling you to change the setting in fact like once i got through the tutorial i didn't even know i could move to the next stage i was like it says press e to teleport to that location i'm like okay let's teleport to that location it's like that area is not unlocked yet. <laughs> I'm like, what? I thought, I thought the, I demo was over from there. It turns out you could like walk out of this stage and then you go to a new area. I'm like, okay. Like, it wasn't really clear about. It.
0: So, how is like, is the gameplay fun? You know, is is it good?
3: Um, I feel the gameplay is all right. It's, um, it's a little unbalanced. You could just kind of switch to a different character. You get in trouble. It's like four different characters. It's very hard to get killed in this game. I guess that's why, like, it even has like the Spiral Abyss from Genshin. if You know what the Spiral yeah, Abyss? is. Yeah. Or, or the Memories of Chaos from Honkai. It's like you have like this time limit to clear these stages. You can have something like that, right? So mm. I feel like later on it's more or less about survivability and more about like how fast you can kill everything. So I think that's what your goals to run so, that, so
0: like your character has like your I assume your character has like a basic combo attack tree and like two to three abilities that you can use with them.
3: Well. Basically, the character that you start off with is this knight called Leon. He's like the tank. So he has like this one skill that gives you like a free hit invincibility. And then his super is just like he just charges directly to enemy. It's kind of like a useless super, in my opinion, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And then another character you could switch to is this archer. I forgot his name, but uh, he basically can play sentry guns and the guns like start to, like shoot enemies.
0: Wait, nice archer skill. Um, here's my skill uh, play sentry guns. Cool archer. Okay.
3: <laughs> and then uh the, and then there's this other uh, mage which is uh uh Rani, I think it, I think you kinda remember her from the intro because it shows like, yeah, we saved the world and the arrow just shoots her right in the heart and kills her. Okay. <laughs> it's like and so I guess that's like why well, you remember her, but you get to use her too and, and she's like kinda like uh what's it I think there's like three elements, I think. I'm trying to remember. There's a there's like bleed element or something. I don't know. I it just I can't remember what exactly it is, but there there's elements in play in here where you're forced to switch to other elements like break, like um, the shields of characters easier. Okay. But anyways, I... Okay. I, I, just, I have to mention this, Chow, as you
0: like, are you like flinging things across your room or something because you just hear things dropping in your room?
3: Something <laughs> fell over.
0: Okay. Are you all right? Uh,
3: yeah, I'm okay.
4: Okay, <laughs> alright.
3: But, yeah, uh, it was uh-huh. just like, my god, this game, like, as soon as I got out of the tutorial and, and then I looked at the UI, I'm like, this is the Genshin. It's like, did they just not have?
1: Yeah, so uh, Chow put up a little preview for this, and um, I edited it. I didn't really know much about the game. I had covered some news for it. I knew it was a free-to-play game. But then Chow actually included a screenshot. I think it was just like a side-by-side comparison. I, was it Genshin in this game? And, uh, that was Honkai. Or it was Honkai Star Rail. Okay. They look the same to me. Sorry. But they, but they had like the this- same <laughs> menu. So like same but, placement and everything. Very... But uncanny. yeah,
3: the, the same rates, I think. Not like same rates, but same amount of currency cost to roll. It's 160 gems. Uh what is it they have a beginner banner they have uh was it the fate systems They're idols or constellation from from the games where you summon duplicates and that unlocks like a very powerful passive for that character it's like it, it just copies everything one to one and everyone basically told them that it's like yeah we're not playing this game because of the gacha elements it's like we're not playing genshin and honkai for the gacha we're playing it either for genshin because we like exploring that world or in Honkai, it's more like I'm exploring for the story, and I like the character designs. That's basically two different appeals, and this game just chose to copy the worst aspect of those two games. And think, yeah, I, oh, I okay.
0: wonder. I wonder what they're gonna do with the feedback, because obviously they kind of like the first like public demo that they're showing, and then you know everyone's. I th- I think it's been a common sentiment like people try to it, like, and then they just walk away from it from all these from all these reasons you're given. It's like. Like what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> you know, so like,
3: I know I there's there's certain like people are like, yeah, they like the game, but like mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine this game staying too long. I feel like like I'm not like trying to give like Hoyoverse like this pass. I think right. they they got lucky in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Where where all the is. they released the game at a good time and no everyone was trapped in their house in the, during the pandemic and and the game grew like wild success and that brand carried over to other games too. So I feel they were lucky, right? Yeah, sure.
0: I, I, they they also kinda like uh, cursed that space and it seemed that like everyone's trying to chase that that, that same like you, you see how much profit that Hoyoverse has gotten from Genshin and now with Honkai and then that that has kind of made uh, a big dynamic shift on like developers of the space now want, you know, are gonna chase that 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 same kind of high that they did.
1: Yeah, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I also know that Hoyoverse Mihoyo has like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of developers working on those games yeah so like they they're putting a lot they're throwing their weight around they have a lot of money behind it a lot of investment to, into it and so if you are a developer who wants to compete in that space you kind of have an uphill climb to make so
3: yeah they already made a ton of profit and they have way too much resources now so they can't be beat at this moment i would say you have to try something new if you want to break the whole genre at this point.
0: Wow off let's see so, anything else you want to add in for uh, astra uh Chow? uh
3: the game has free voice actings in there there's English voices there is Japanese voice and there's Korean voices. I know people don't really care about voice acting but i I do so i Did you play I, I, I try Koreans? all three of it i I try all three. i I like the Japanese one but uh i the English one I feel like if they're not a character you can play as they have like the verse voice for some reason like the n p c that tells you Actually, wait, this this applies to the Japanese one too. There's like this one NPC that tells you to get lost because it's just like a background character that uh-huh. has a voice for every version for some reason.
0: Did you play this on controller or keyboard and mouse?
3: I had to use both.
0: Wait, you have to, had to use, use both. both. What do you mean? Okay,
3: so sometimes like the UI does not work, so I had to switch back to like the keyboard to like <laughs> click on the UI.
0: Oh, because
3: okay. you know like the. Uh, the joypad doesn't support all of it, right? That's okay. why I was complaining about that. And then if I try to play on keyboard, it'll be like, oh, you can't use the mouse to do everything. So you're like forced to play both hands on the keyboard as a beat them up game. And that's fucking annoying for me. Oh,
0: it's right? like DFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: So at this point, it's like, I- I'm just using gamepad during gameplay sequence, but if I need to like interact with the UI, I have to use the mouse and keyboard. Yeah. It's like half the thing just doesn't seem to work. <laughs> so at least that's for me I, I also have this really bad habit in this game where what is it you know i keep pressing f3 because uh-huh. in genshin and honkai every time you press f3 that's where you start the gotcha <laughs> i keep hitting that button there's nothing in here
0: <laughs> that's i don't that seems like a you problem
3: <laughs> but other than that uh what else do i want to remember uh one thing that might annoy the shit out of people is that you know when you use a skill in this game and we're uh-huh. cooldown. Uh at the beginning of the game, the goddess will keep telling you that skill's not ready, but when the fairy replaces the goddess, she keeps saying that the skill's not ready. I, I can see that it the shit out of people. It'll be like playing MMO's back in the day, your skill is not ready yet. Your skill is not ready yet, you know. Can I mean, you imagine?
0: I mean that's just nostalgic for me.
3: But, but I don't know. It has that, so I'm not sure that annoys people, but it has one of those elements in there.
0: Okay. Well, that that's Astra Knights of Veda. Of Veda. Um, I don't think there's any like a, release, a firm release date it's for supposed that. Supposed to be but, this you know. year. Uh, well, <laughs> well. uh good luck, I guess. I mean, it's not a lot of time left, so we'll see. Um, I've been checking out a few uh, Steam Next Fest games as well. I'm just gonna list off uh, the the handful here. I tried out that um, Inti Creates um love life theme platform with yohan hellion blaze in the deep blue great name
3: um, i played that too and i watched yeah. the anime with my buddy and we both <laughs> we uh-huh. like criticizing the show like first time like in the first two episodes uh someone saves them they call the million dollar club baby and we're like this is the worst name ever it's supposed to be million dollars club where's the plural <laughs>
0: So uh, yeah, I, I think there's, like a, there's a pretty solid platformer that the demo that they put out it controls as well Indie creates a pretty talented uh, team. Um, you you kind of have your controlling Johanne with her uh, pet um, Lapis. Um, you can summon Lapis to do a basic attack.' It has a neat crafting system where like you as you beat up enemies and like find collectibles and materials, you can actually like um, craft different weapons to la- and then you use. Um, a resource resource called Darkness Points. That's part of her um, Chunibyo personality to like uh, use them, and then you can call upon the other um, Aquas Love, Love Live members um, when once you rescue them to, um, to like uh, do environmental puzzle stuff along the way. It's a pretty short demo. Um, what did you think of it? I
3: well, think it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, it, it was, was about forty minutes long for the demo. Yeah. It's like it's not. It's not quite like near as you think it is because it's like you thought it ends in the second zone, but no, it ends in the third zone. So yeah. I'm thinking that you need a ability to get from the third zone to clear the second.
0: There, zone, there, so. there is a little bit of tech. You can you can you can stay in the air like indefinitely if you switch between basic attack and like the weapon attack. <laughs> uh, like I, I just kind of like uh, speed ran like through like the first boss, kind of abusing that pretty much. Um, so that that's a bit of n- nice tech in there. But um, I'll probably pick it up because you know I I think there's. I I support time they try to do try to do like a, an anime license, especially like rhythm or not rhythm, but musical based like anime license like Love Live. That's not a rhythm game, so instead of like releasing another rhythm game for Love Live, since actually like a, an action platformer that has like like weapons you can use, and that's kind of like a neat like um direction for the series. I think they are. They're also planning to release like um. Like a Slade Spire card deck deck building turn based combat, roguelike next year as well, uh, based on Yohane the Parhelion as well, which is, you know, sure I guess I I think
3: what, I, I way think the, with the franchise I would yeah say. I mean
0: that that that's kind of cool that's kind of cool
3: I, I, uh, I just feel like if I was watching Love Live I just feel like. If they wanna make a sequel with the same cast, but they don't want them like out of high school, is this what you do? You just turn it to to a fantasy.
0: <laughs> they should do that with more things to be honest. Like like you know make like uh, idol Idolmaster a Love Light like Souls Like. Be sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be down. I don't want to see know? these
3: girls get brutally murdered by giant. Teams.
0: Well, you know, then pl- pl- get good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say?
3: But... But yeah, like I, I played it. Uh, it's like the crafting system. I, I think it's like, what is it? You don't actually get to level up in this game. So no, I guess no. like, like that whole crafting system is kind of like your gearing progression in this game. Yeah, I um, think so did you find a way to go back to town other than getting like, like killed in combat?
0: No, I didn't find that. I've not. Yeah, I don't think I found a way to get back to town like that.
3: Okay, because you get back to town when you get catoed in combat. So yeah. I'm like, hmm, but, but okay. I never
0: died. Also, that's the thing. So I never had to go back to
3: town. Damn, what a flex! <laughs> like, uh,
0: sorry.
3: Oh, I, I, I got Kato once, on and basically, when you get Kato, Laplace uh, will will bring Johanna back to town. And this is where you get to spend your money and, and buy potions and items in there. But you say you never went back to that's town. That's right. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm a god gamer. Uh, uh. <laughs>
0: Another action platformer that I checked out is this game called Tevi T E V I. It's from, from from the developers of Rabbi Ribai, or whatever, however you pronounce that. And That was a pretty uh, well like uh, Metroidvania. This is like an action platformer, but with uh, Metroidvania as well. Um, this one has like a, a big like focusing uh, focus on like combo attacks. Pretty much, you have like um lo- like you you basically unlock like combo strings to make it like more of, like a stylish combat action. Um, like combo juggles, like Devil May Cry almost. Um, and it has like a, a focus on like um switching between like different sorts of like magic spells uh, to not necessarily be your main source of like um offense, but to like to help you like st- keep enemies in stagger and in, in a stagger state. Um, this was a pretty neat demo. I was pretty uh impressed by it. Uh, as expected from the Rabby Ribby Devs, uh, pretty much um, controls well, animates really well. And it's like a very small slice of the game. It's like a like a demo area almost to like get like your first upgrade like jumping higher so that this is this is great. um There's also like different like skills you can learn and find in the environment, and there's like a like an action point system so you can slot them into your character as long as you stay within the action point limit. Um, so you can um like find different ways to like customize your sort of sp- uh, play style um and what you want to focus on. Um, so that's a that was a really cool. Um, if you're the custom Robo um, Battlecore robots, uh, was a demo that, you know, very much uh, inspired by uh, custom Robo, where you get to you get like your base robot, and then you, have, you get a lot of parts to tinker with it that go up against a, another robot, like in a one-on-one combat arena. So you can like have different mobility tools, different weapons, different sorts of like super attacks. Um, so if you if you're if you're kind of Getting that uh, custom Robo itch, um, definitely uh, the try out and see. Um, as for RPGs, the two RPGs I did I, I really liked uh, playing in this Steam Next Fest was one is a uh, Sovereign Syndicate. Uh, this is very much inspired by Disco Elysium uh, and the way it's presented and the way it, like the, the way it kind of plays. It's um like an isometric uh like an isometric sort of like uh, perspective. But on the side you had like this te- this text box like sovereign uh, like Disco Elysium. And then a lot of sovereign syndicate is like in Disco Elysium, like like there are like voices in your head you're kinda constantly speaking to like uh speaking to like your animal instinct or you're speaking to like the more um measured moral voice in your head. So in this demo, you got to play as this minotaur uh character, and before you even start, you can like uh pick between one of four different like distinctions of like how you want to um, focus on what kind of nature this minotaur is it are they like more charismatic and more reserved or do you want them to tap into like their more animal instincts and more kind of like brash and more rude so is and there is I'll...
1: there a point in this game where you wake up and you like what is it you <laughs> check your face in the mirror to determine who you are I'm joking. um
0: <laughs> i know but um i don't but, think yeah, I don't, the, you said they're, this, they're game, just...
1: this game you you said it i'm gonna emphasize it just based on yeah. the screenshot it is very like obviously disco elysium inspired yeah. uh you could even say it's almost like too inspired like this, Maybe, it's, yeah it's, it's it's like the ui and the colors and the it's very similar i mean disco elysium is excellent so like if yeah. there's anything to be inspired by that's Certainly, something, but yeah, there's it. It definitely wears that inspiration on its sleeve for sure. Yeah,
0: uh, and you know, there's dice rolls for skill checks uh, as well, depending on like what sort of like stats you uh, lean into. And then like the one thing that like it really disti- uh, distinguishes it from Disco Elysium is because you yeah, have these w- one of three playable characters, unlike Disco Elysium, you just have you know you 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 have that one playable character. Um, um the people in this world will. Uh, you know, based on their marketing and how they talked about this game, um, people uh, different people can like uh, treat you differently based on like biases and prejudices because there's like uh, different races in this game. Like you start like as a Minotaur, while another person might be like I think a human or a robot. Um, um, and so, unlike, unlike with the Discalizian, like the way that like even your, your your the things that distinguish you just is um. Beyond just like what you, what sort of stats you roll into, but also what sort of character and what sort of appearance you take up as well. Obviously, in the way you speak and your mannerisms to others, um, may get you a different outcome uh, compared to like another character. So I guess that's the one thing that like really distinguishes it from this school, easy because this has multiple characters. So I don't exactly know how long like a playthrough of this game is exactly, but it was it was pretty neat. I think this is coming out January, so it's just around the corner mid January, I believe. So yep. oh, yeah, Sovereign Syndicate. Um if you if you like Disco uh worth checking out. Um, the other one I checked out was a game called the Thaumaturge and that's coming out early December. And this is a, a neat game where you uh take up this role of the uh this guy who's like a supernatural investigator I guess. Um where he has like this demonic being that follows him around to aid him. Um, with his investigations and in combat, so this profession uh, being a thaumaturge uh, basically means that like um, he has like heightened perception, awareness to um, search for items in the environment, and like because he has like a, a like a, a strong spiritual sense of uh, heightened by his thaumaturge powers, he can like see almost like the backstory of like items of like what they represent of. Uh, to a person so you can find out trace back who what where this item came from like which character this item came from and then kind of glean over like make an observation and then come to a conclusion based on the observation that they made and then this leads to like one of four base stats which is like perception intelligence um strength etc um so uh, at the very beginning of that demo his Thaumaturge uh powers are weakened so you have to go meet with Rasputin uh to go uh restore them and then once you get your demonic being uh fully restored with you it starts ADU in combat and uh the combat is pretty cool because it's turn-based battles and the way that you um c- conduct combat pretty much is like based on like rounds. So for example, a quick attack will do will take up one round, while a heavy attack may take up like two rounds. And it's all based on like this like round timeline, so you'll see incoming um enemy attacks on this timeline, so like you can go you can uh, determine, hey, will my heavy attack come out before or after this enemy attacks based on your where your how long your timeline is compared to theirs, based on how many rounds it'll take for them to take out come uh, take their attack out and what's really cool about this is how skill uh upgrades work so like instead of like basic level ups you gain like new skill points and you slot those skills into one of those four base stats that not only um raise like your out of combat utility for them um when solving cases but also help you out in combat in the sense that let's say for example if i if i level up i guess skill point and i slot into perception um it'll also uh, once i put up uh that skill point into perception. It'll give me a a, a skill uh, that is like a sixty percent chance to interrupt enemy attacks. And this skill that I get, I can choose whether I want to slot into where I want to slot into, like my basic options. Do I want to slot it into my quick attack, my heavy attack, um, and so forth? Obviously, like this kind of skill, you probably want to slot into your quick attack because you, since your quick attack comes out faster than you know any other attack. Um, if you use a quick attack on an upcoming enemy, it now has a sixty percent chance to interrupt their coming. I have a question. Um, attack,
1: yeah. Um, I, so are you leveling up uh, Victor or Victor, the character's name, or are you leveling up, yeah, like, his demon?
0: Um, or both bo- both actually, because because like um, the demon also has a, after like the demon is restored uh to you, you take uh you choose Victor's actions and then also the demon's actions has a separate like. Set of actions they can do alongside you, and that's on their own. And then that takes up a certain amount of like rounds and uh, and turns. So it's like it's like almost like a a separate party member um, okay. that you're controlling. I was,
1: cu- I was curious about that in terms of like, yeah. Okay, so you have like you have the character, and then you have his salutor, I think is what they're called, the little demons. Yeah. So
0: and what uh, what's really cool about it is, like you're you're not just obviously the goal of combat is to get uh, like you know their HP down, down to zero. But the way you go about it isn't like so straightforward because sometimes if you want to like use like your powered up like attack like you're almost like a super attack, you need to get like a separate resource called reason or focus. I, I forgot what the term was down to zero. So you may want to use like an attack that like instead of focuses on their HP focuses on like reducing their like focus or reason instead. Um, so you and your uh, salutor can like do your like uh, more powerful attacks. Is that I how you pronounce there,
1: it? Do they say it in the game? I think I think it's salutor. Yeah. Salutor. Salutor. Okay. Salutor. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, this game is developed and, by a Polish dev, and I think it's like that sort of era, that sort of area mythologies and whatnot.
0: Yeah, it's, Mira, it's, So it it has a pretty cool vibe to it. I really really dug what I saw from the demo. I didn't get to complete the whole thing stop demos by the time i'm like if i if if a de- at, at a certain point when i play a demo and i feel like okay i'm sold on it i usually stop playing the demo because i'm like there I don't, are I don't exceptions wanna...
1: though like with silent
0: Hill. I... oh yeah they they like carry over to the full game yeah like, that I one is like
1: did. you're yeah. just being efficient yeah. like I'm, pl- the... I'm gonna power up before i get the real game so
2: yeah yeah like pikmin 4's demo was one of those things where it's like i wasn't sure if i was gonna play that launch and then i Played the demo and then three hours later, it's like you you finished the demo. It's like I forgot I was playing a demo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean the, the, those are pretty two pretty good solid RPG demos. To, um,
1: so Thaumaturge that comes way. out in December for PC. Getting console versions next year, and mm-hmm. then uh, Sovereign Syndicate's coming out in January. Is that also yeah. a Polish dev? Are those two, po- two Ooh, Polish? Games? I I don't I
0: don't know about Sovereign Syndicate. Let me check. Okay, I well. didn't. I, I forgot. Yeah, I know Thaumaturge is Polish, but I, I forgot about Sovereign Syndicate where they were based from. But the, but also both like especially Thaumaturge like very the, I really liked the, like the graphical style of it. It's um it looks very pretty. <laughs> and I think uh, it's also not just like that. You're starting demonic um, salutor. I think there's like other different salutors you get along the way in Thaumaturge
1: uh, as well. Sovereign so Syndicate is Canadian. Okay, cool. Canadian RPGs. Yeah.
0: There we go. Represent, Chow, right? No. No? <laughs> okay. Dang. All right. So yeah, that's uh, that's uh, another solid Steam Next Fest uh, batch of games that I got to check out. And like, yeah, these are really, really cool games. Wishlisted them and can't wait for them to come out.
3: That's why I don't play demos, guys. The wishlist takes forever. <laughs>
0: I, uh, I love steven x fest they're like they're like mini christmases like oh yes i get to check out a lot of games um as we mentioned we have a lords of the fallen review uh from here on the site go give that a read and also got yeah, a uh, uh, page uh went to pax australia um and put out a bunch of previews on uh what you got to check out there Uh got to check out grist um got to check out broken roads uh the, she definitely especially like broken roads She's like finally freaking rpg uh, I, I, set, I, uh set have a, I have a
1: couple of australian and new zealand friends who uh-huh. kind of are uh I, I know three and all three of them page being one of them are all kind of like i am not super into like the isometric computer rpgs but being australian or new zealand i feel like i have to play this one obligated like developed <laughs> from uh, an australian dev Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just sort of funny. Like, the only reason I'm interested in this is because it's Australian. But a uh, Paige actually made a comment in her preview that, like, almost all games that are that are set in Australia... Like, if you... Uh, she even linked to me uh, a Wikipedia page. Or no, she didn't. One of my other friends did. Um Like, games that are set in Australia. And it's, like, all sports games, racing games that have, like, a track in Australia. Or, like, soccer games or fighting games that might have an Australian stage. And like, it's pretty pitiful in terms of like games set in Australia.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're I'm, talking about racing games, Forza Horizon three, one of the best Forza horizons was uh, Australia. So, I mean, that's,
1: okay.
0: I forgot, I forgot. That well, I was, Australia. That
1: was my point though, is that all, all, almost all games that are set in Australia are like sports or racing games or fighting games. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. finally there's an RPG or like something that's like, has a narrative and characters and story, you know, it was pretty cool because
0: Paige so. got to the, talk to like the game director and so, and the art lead and several other developers from the Broken Roads, and they got to, they got really into like you know the nitty gritty of like oh, wow, like why is it like specifically set in Western Australia? I got to talk about like the kind of their process of like okay, how did you like re- recreate like the uh, the envir- Australian environment into your game, you know? And like at some parts of it, they're like, yeah, we research also we also incorporated like Google Maps street views into like researching like numerous locations uh for the game so forth so it's kind of it's always fascinating seeing like how developers uh, like not only do groundwork and like like in-person screenshots but also refer to like digital imagery um of the of certain locations because you know some locations could be like considered dangerous to like just do field work on you know
3: yep I think there's also, like, that other problems. Like, when, like, an other publisher, when they get, like, some other developers to make for them, the developer doesn't seem to get all that credit, so you don't really know where it actually comes from. Like, I don't know, I'm just using, like, Castlevania Lords, was it, I don't know, the new one, as an example, where it was, like, developed by Mercury Studios. I think that's, like, in Spanish. Right,
1: Mercury Steam, yeah, Spain.
3: Oh, Spain, yeah. And, you know, it's like, you don't know that, right? So most people will look at a Konami tag and think it's, like, developed in Japan or something, you know?
1: Or you have, but, I mean... I think people just need to pay attention sometimes like like I don't know Luigi's Mansion is developed by who's who developed the most recent Luigi's Mansion? Uh
2: the developer for every Luigi's Mansion besides the first would be Next Level Games. And so Where are they based? <laughs> uh I think they're also Canadian.
1: Yeah, so that like yeah, there there are Japanese studios or Japanese publishers that have studios not in Japan. So Yeah.
2: Happens. Actually, I think uh, they haven't announced who's doing the Peach game, but looking at the visuals, I wouldn't be shocked if Next Level's doing that Peach game too.
0: <laughs> I also like that um, Paige Also, like uh, noted with the game director of Broken Rose, that like there's a gro- there's a glossary pop up for Australian terms in that game too, for Aussie slang. So that that that's always fun when um, developers you know give us that courtesy of like. I don't fucking know European slang. I don't know Australian slang. So give me there, a bow there was or... a
1: there was a point in the in the interview that Paige had with the Broken Rose game develop game director. Um this isn't too weird, but like they're like, Can you get pissed? And get pissed in Australian means get drunk. Um it's like, <laughs> yes, you can even get blotto. What's blotto mean? <laughs> I think that's a type of drink. But I think Blotto means different things depending on where you are. But I think in Australian awesome. phrase, it's just a type of drink, blotto. I might be wrong. See, this is why they have to have a glossary in the game for yes, Australian words. Absolutely. They say they speak yeah. English, but I'm not sure. Uh,
0: um, y'all, also have, y'all also have a glossary too in um, um, uh, Sovereign Syndicate as well for certain terms in okay. that game. Uh, I'm
3: trying to yeah. remember, what's the hardest English to understand? Is it Scottish or is it Irish? The one where the people talk, they're both. Oh, damn. Is that what it comes to now?
1: As long as we don't discuss how to con- how to pronounce a ro- robot cat's name, so.
0: <laughs> um, the page also I'll put up a free for Blackheart, which is uh, <laughs> described with a, as a an RPG with a magical prince and a dysfunctional d-
1: family and a dying kingdom.
3: Sounds like Atelier, Meruru. So this
1: looks. This one really looks like. I think this is like a three person game. Um, Three person mm. studio. This one is very, looks like very small scale indie. Um, mm. So, my point is, is like not super high polish or presentation, but it looks like a 2D action RPG um, game that's, they said, inspired by like Hyperlight Drifter and a little bit by Hades. Um, mm. But it's not a roguelike or anything like that. Also inspired by Children of Morta, which I know is a game that um, kind of an indie scale game that a lot of people liked. Uh, So, you know, just kind of a, I think that's a New Zealand developer, just small studio making a game. PAX Australia is where they're going to show it. So PAX or PAGE had a a chance to check it out.
0: Uh, PAGE also got to uh, not only put up a review for uh, Long Gone Days, which is uh, like finally got the review up for like the full release of Long Gone Days because this has been in development for quite some time, but also got to uh, do an interview about the game um with With the developer as well the project's creator um you know a lot of like this is a this is a game that like it was one of those weird things where when zach when he uh, Zach Reese when he's still with us at the site, he put up a review for long on these for the early access version, but this was still like when early access was still somewhat of a new concept, so it was it was hard to like
2: wait a second, wait a second it's been in early access since. Before Zach moved over to Sega yeah, PR, that means it's been in that. early access. Jesus Christ! Yes, yes. <laughs> this is, this,
1: and so, Long Gone Days is uh, developed developed by a Chilean developer in Chile. Mm. Um, I also I also have a Chilean friend. I think I'm pronouncing that right, Chilean. Um, yeah. That they also had like a similar response to my Australian friends. Who were like, "Ah, uh, I'm from Chile. You don't see a lot of games developed here. I'm gonna. I, I feel obligated to check this game out." um page in her review for this game long gone days was um she liked the characters in the story and i've seen praise for that elsewhere too and uh it's like a war story and apparently it handles concepts like that of war and battling and conflict um pretty uh pretty well in terms of like doesn't simplify it too much doesn't you know, it's not too dismissive. Apparently, it handles those sorts of topics and themes pretty well. Paige wasn't too fond of the some like the puzzle out out of combat exploration sort of things, where she said were a little handholdy. Um, but otherwise, it seems like it's a sort of game where if you like narrative r- narratives and RPGs, and if this is the sort of tone and vibe you're, you you like, worth checking out.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of praise also of, like, uh, the story as well. Um, like it's, let me it's,
1: check, it's, give me a second here. Uh, there was something mm-hmm. in the interview about the inspirations for this game that I thought was kind of interesting, because it it's not uh, something that I expected going in. All right. So back when this is um, in the interview, Paige asked uh, pretty pretty point blank, were there any particular inspirations for this game? And one of the developers um, might be the director, said, uh, My inspiration for some older Squaresoft titles like Threads of Fate and Final Fantasy, uh, along with Spanish RPG projects, uh, RPG Maker projects like The Observer. There's also inspiration from several Shimagami Tensei games, and the game that truly inspired me to actually begin development was Lucas Pope's Papers, Please. And I just mm. thought that was kind of an interesting mix of games. You got Threads of Fate, yeah. Final Fantasy, Shin Megami Tensei, Spanish RPG Maker games, and Papers, Please. And you, can, yeah. you know, even having, not having played this game yet, kind of looking at it, it's like, yeah, I can kind of see, you know, that I, I believe it. You know, I, there's bits and pieces of all of those, I think, that I'm familiar with. So, um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting about the different inspirations they had. So,
0: Yeah, that's, that's quite a, a great mix of uh, inspirations there it's just it, it's a very visually striking game and i I do want to check it out because um, I, I got to see a little bit of it uh, on my when I went to the Pax west um earlier this year too um, so uh rounding off our um the features that came up this week, uh James got to write about um you know th- some of the things that he saw, talked about last week with the East Ten nordics.
2: Um, basically a they... review just an unscored mm-hmm. review that's not called a review but mm-hmm.
0: yeah and uh also his uh thoughts on um ff14 and walker patch
2: 6.5 and a retrospective of the entire patch cycle because like there's still like small small patches to come but for like overall like uh Endwalker support is winding down so it's a the appropriate time to start like making uh like, having some thoughts on the uh, su- support as a whole. hmm
0: And then, uh, on to the news. Um, the, big, the, the big story this week is uh, Sony finally unveiled the, uh, the lighter, slimmer version of the PlayStation 5. And uh, the interesting thing about this... Is that uh, once again there will be a, a version that has the disc drive and one that's a digital edition without the disc drive. But with the digital edition, you can actually pop out the side of it, and they'll um, release a separate like disc drive attached to an add-on that you can actually just attach onto directly onto like the digital version uh, as well, which was like kind of a something I didn't expect. Actually, I didn't think about the about that, but that's uh, and that HD Blu-ray. Uh, Blu-ray drive that's going to be sold separately to do that is like eighty dollars USD. But the, like these new versions are basically, go- they're not they're not any cheaper. I think they're just like they are going to be like the new, they're going to be the new model to sell, and they're still going to be the same price.
3: Um, and you also have to buy like a stand separately now. Is it is that what the people are saying?
1: If uh, you
0: want uh,
3: to like stand it on the side, I think there's a separate piece you
1: have to get for it.
0: Yeah, there's like like on. Like, in one of the screenshots, when you uh, when you lay it off flat horizontally, there's like a little peg that you can like put, on. yeah, almost <laughs> to kind of keep it balanced. Which is, I don't know, I don't know if it's adorable as the Ray right word, but it's kind of like, huh. That's,
3: um, I was hoping for something different. I still think the PS Five is the most ugliest console I've seen in my life.
2: It is, it's not good. <laughs> It's like, didn't they say they deliberately designed it so it didn't look like anything else in your, like, entertainment cabinet? It's like, don't do that. It's the black sheep of my household. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't see mine at all. Like, uh, like I keep it, like, deliberately out of sight. (laughs) I I literally always keep it behind my PC monitor so I don't have to look at the fucking thing.
3: (laughs) It it, it reminds me of that meme, the one with the Kaiba coat. From Yu-Gi-Oh! Where he's <laughs> win at, like, oh.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: So yeah. that's yeah, I love that fucking meme. That's how I look at the PS5. It's just a fucking kaiba
0: Also, a really weird design decision is uh with uh this new model, the slimmer model, is they put an additional USB-C port up at front. I th- did they I forgot if they um replaced the USB A port up front, or are they just added on the USB-C They replaced the
2: USB-A port, um, which normally would be fine. Uh, the main problem I have is uh, they're not the same like uh, USB Type-C protocol, so that means that if you did have a PSVR-2, uh, it's very possible now that you will uh, plug it into the wrong USB Type-C port, and you're not going to understand, and you're going to have to troubleshoot.
0: Um, and, then, and Also, another Thing here is the default storage space for this uh, new slimmer model is going to be one terabyte instead of like the the eight hundred and something gigabytes uh, in the base models of PS Five. So you'll have the full one effective one terabyte range.
2: Uh, I didn't on know one hundred twenty five gigabytes. gigabytes of uh, SSD storage was fifty bucks.
3: <laughs> Just buy SSD on it. SSD are like dirt cheap nowadays.
2: Yeah, you can literally buy a one terabyte Gen 4 SSD for like 40, 50 bucks. It's like ah, now It at least it's easy if you're like primarily playing on PS5 to get extra storage nowadays. Uh man, Microsoft's decision just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I haven't heard much about like the, the Xbox memory cards these days. They're, they're still a thing, right? Yes. Oh, uh okay. recently, I think Western Digital released their own versions of the SSDs because uh, I think it was like after two years, uh, Seagate's, uh, I think it was Seagate that had the uh, exclusivity for a bit. But anyways, uh, like I said, you can buy one terabyte SSD for your PS5 for around 40 to 50 bucks. It was just very recently that you could get the, one of the proprietary one terabyte SSDs for an Xbox for 90 bucks on sale. Oh, man. Hot deals,
0: and and like and like you said, Chow, There, there is. A, I think they stopped. Like the, I forgot if they're still selling the 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 normal vertical stand that came in base PS fives with this, but they're also selling a new vertical stand that has metallic components. Uh, that'll be compatible for both this new slimmer model and the older, uh, the bigger model. At least I don't,
3: uh, you don't get milked, I guess.
0: I don't know. I I, I guess. But yeah, so that's kind of the big thing this figure like, hey, if you're moving for a ps s five slim, it's kind of weird what they did with the slim because I would think with a slimmer model of p s five and I was thinking about it in my head, I thought it would like it would be less tall, but then they went slimmer the other way <laughs>
2: <You know? laughs> like it is a it little down. less tall. it's just not by much, yeah <laughs> it's still gig- gigantic, yeah,
0: yeah, so uh, interesting, um,
2: decision. I i only used my PS5 for two games this year, that being Final Fantasy 16 and East 10. <laughs> Nothing else.
3: I'll use it for Final Fantasy 7 rebirth when that comes out. I I can't wait for how long it will take to come out on PC.
0: Yeah, I think I think it like like you, James, I think I used it for FF16 and then, then like for some other reviews, but that's about it. Um I'll put this one up because this is a major one that just recently happened as well. Um, Microsoft finally completes its acquisition of Activision King. It is set and uh, sealed. It is done with. um, All all the governmental bodies that would have um, obstructed it have finally yielded and allowed it to happen. So um, that's pretty much the... I forgot when this started to... It was like sometime last year, like early last year, like spring of last year, I believe, where they announced this, and then it took, you know, as they said, it would take probably summer this year. But it's now it's fall for it to fully complete, and here we are; it's finally done.
3: I feel like this is some good news. I feel like Blizzard would be a much better company now, and Sony will have to step up the competition. So I
0: don't, I don't know. Only time will tell to see what what, what will be the ramifications of this. And uh, I, 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 also, part of this announcement is. Um, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick will be stepping down from the company uh, uh, as soon as next year hits, pretty much. So overseeing uh, the acquisition, and then once the new, new year hits, he's, he's out of there. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, we're going to probably see a lot, a lot more um, of those titles hit Game Pass. Maybe not immediately, but you know, somewhat in the near future. Um, also, just I guess. Somewhat um, sort of related, like Diablo Four is also coming to Steam in a few days as well. Um, and yeah, um, and I, I, the the recent remakes of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Run Into also recently hit Steam, so it's it's coming to more marketplaces as well. It was just that was previously like an Epic Game Store exclusive on um, DC, but we'll see exactly how like how this shakes out in the in the future for both of these companies. This is like. Like once we noted back then, this is like easily probably the biggest acquisition the games industry ever. Um, and you know, consolidation is. I always feel kind of sort of mixed on when then you know big consolidation happens in the in the gaming industry because so it's it doesn't feel great when only like a few govern like only a few big companies control everything.
1: I had to Just look it up. The original announcement that they were going to attempt to take over, or attempt to acquire Activision was January 2022.
0: So, Oh, okay, was okay. that was oh, wow. all Yeah, well, I, did, I forgot it was January. I thought yeah. it was like actually
2: yeah. Just crazy. I I agree, I don't like Consolidation, but also on the same token, the fact, the FTC is still trying to stop it when it's already gone through. It's, just stop wasting our tax money. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so you know that. uh, So, some people are happy, some people are not. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Hopefully, hopefully for the better. Hopefully for the better. That's all you can really hope for at this point. Like, hopefully, uh, hopefully there's going to be, um, ideally no layoffs. But hope. But if it comes to that, hopefully, very minimal. Because uh, like, and cost consolidation happens. A big part of it is like thinking, like, okay, where are we going to reallocate these people? Do we do we really need all these people come over? But hopefully, the answer is yes.
2: Looking at the um, the actual like counts of employees for like Activision Blizzard versus the current state. Well, I guess not the current state, the prior state of uh, Xbox Game Studios and like the whole company there. They've basically more than doubled. Well, no, like tripled the number of employees under Xbox. Wow. There is going to be layoffs, and I am not looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, so ideally none, but you know, when it comes to that. Hopefully, not that many, but it's gonna, it's probably gonna happen. Um, so that completes the saga, and you know, obviously, probably Microsoft's not done. So we'll see if if, if they are gonna acquire. I can't imagine who they're gonna acquire next. I us.
2: I actually think they're done because the main reason why these uh, like. Um, <clears throat> this consolidation really happened is that uh, for a lot of companies, uh, it used to be that essentially you could just have like loans with like pretty much no interest rates. And so it was essentially free to just like buy, uh, buy ever companies. Now they're very much our interest rates. And so I'm pretty sure going forward, especially after this big of a, like a, an acquisition that maybe Microsoft is going to be uh, done with at least the big acquisitions for now. So who knows
4: Well, at least they are not Embracer group. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that bar uh, is buried underground. <laughs> uh, um, who, so who, 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 okay. I would not have believed I sincerely would not have believed if you had told me at the very beginning of this year that the essentially the only un- unambiguous success coming out of Embracer Group would be. Dead Island Two. What about Remnant Two? Did was that Embracer? Bracer? That was. Oh no, that was Gearbox which, Publishing. Which Did they Embracer.
0: buy? Oh, I guess that is okay. technically. Okay, Embracer. yeah,
2: and that is. Successful. And that was a success too. Yeah. But so both degrees of them are... the separation now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, both thumbs up from Embracer. Rumors that Embracer wants to get rid of Gearbox or sell them off again. Uh, okay, whatever. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. Oh uh, yeah, What yeah, yeah. a... Uh, what a turnout that turned out to be. <laughs> um, moving on to release dates, we have uh, one fairly coming soon. We have soon, a bunch the... of
1: uh, indie game release dates. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. The Unliving, coming out on October 26th, is uh, the indie game from Rocket Brush Studio about uh, managing uh, a, ne- uh, a necromancer's army. Uh, so you can do a lot of builds, like a minion build, and you have to sacrifice those minions for like bigger spells and uh, so forth. So so I it's been in Early
1: it. Access, so yeah. now it's just like a full release. Yeah. So,
0: that's neat. Um, we also have a game called Sands of Aura coming out of Early Access on October 27th by Chashu Entertainment, published by Freedom Games. And there's an isometric action RPG, and this is coming to um, PC via Steam, uh, Epic Game Store, and GOG. Um, just on PC for now, I believe. This is uh, also is uh, has uh, souls like combat. Uh, well. um, next up, we have oh one that I'm looking forward to, Little Goody Two Shoes. They finally announced a release date on October 31st for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Switch, and PC. Um, so uh, there's there was a demo for it as well during the Steam Next Fest. I mean, I already played it at Pax Fest, so I was like, I'm good. Um, so but uh friends who've played it uh really liked what they saw with it so it seems like it seems like little little goody two shoes actually uh got like a lot of new people interested in it uh, thanks to steam next fest demo so people seem to have liked that uh a few of my friends have also started playing um it's previous the previous game from these the astral shift developers the pocket mirror um some of them have also been playing that and uh just kind of it's not like it's not like mandatory to have played it to go to little goody two shoes but since they like the the premise and the role of Looney Goody, Goody Two Shoes so much they went to like went to go back and like kind of get more context on it. So that's cool. Um, In Stars and Time uh, is coming out on November twentieth for PS five, PS four, Switch, and PC. There's a pretty neat like grayscale uh, RPG uh, that's uh, focused on time looping.
1: Um, yeah, there's some like this is kind of like a cartoony, like you said, monochromatic rpg uh that yeah it has something to do with like a demon king that you're like flinging through you through like a time loop but only the main character is aware there's a loop so i'm not exactly uh, sure how yeah. that works in terms yeah. of the like story or the combat or whatever but that's kind of the premise
3: yeah
0: as we have mentioned earlier uh the the thaumaturge also announced uh its release date it is coming out on december 5 for pc uh uh, on PC it's going to be up, uh, available on Steam Epic Game Store and GOG also coming out on PlayStation 5 Xbox Series X and S uh, later later on in early 2024 so PC release is going to be on December 5th and then the console versions are coming later on uh, ne- early next year so that, that is one that I am looking forward to now and not then they also released a series
1: of trailers for the different Salutors that you can fight or join you I guess
0: I want, I want all of them to join me. They seem really <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> and, and like I said, they're based off of like various kind of mid Eastern Europe mythologies and you know whatnot. Hmm. Pretty. That's pretty
0: cool. Also, we mentioned earlier, uh, Sovereign Syndicate uh, is coming out January fifteenth uh, for PC. That's the only platform that's uh, announced for right now. So, you know, that'll be. If you're interested in that? That was up. how to demo at Steam Next Fest. You're also uh, a Disco Elysium fan. It is very much uh, striking that uh, same sort of vibe and energy. <laughs> um, mercenaries' Lament: a Requiem of the Silver Wolf is coming for PC in 2024. This is okay. So the lineage of this is weird because well, they're let me, they're. Let me explain. Yeah, go so, for it.
1: This is the seventh entry in that mercenaries kind of. Japanese indie tactical RPG series following the news on like the updates on this series can be a little bit confusing because it is like announced in Japan first it usually releases for PlayStation first and then it gets like an English launch later but sometimes not on PlayStation but on Switch there's like a delayed like staggered PlayStation Switch release and then later it gets to PC all at the same time but like the different games came to PC at different Points. So it's a little confusing. There's like a staggered platform release, staggered Japanese English release. So it's a little confusing. Like, wait, what games are on what platforms and are they in English? Um so this is the most recent mercenaries game. Um all the other six games are now on Steam. Some of them just launched like a couple days ago, but all the other six games are on Steam. The seventh game is currently on PlayStation and Switch. It literally just came to PlayStation in English. Although it came to PlayStation Japan like back in February. It's kind of what I mean by the staggered releases here. But now it's this is the last game in the series and it's coming to PC next year. Um, So if you're interested in this Tactical RPG series, I believe all the games are now available on Switch, PlayStation, and PC except for this one, which is coming soon. So it gets confusing.
3: So they've made seven games already? Yeah, this is the seventh one. They only had like four games. Well,
1: (laughs) the thing is, it kind of feels like they got to seven really quickly because I guess the first game and the second game were like originally feature phone games from like 2008, like like just before smartphones kind of got popular. And then they got like a re-release on Switch as Mercenary Saga's Chronicle. And that was one through three. And then since then, that was like five years ago. They basically released like one one a year or whatever. So, yeah, this is the seventh one. I have no idea if these games
0: are any good. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, I, I saw that I saw that uh, earlier this week because I, I had to go look at our RPGs of twenty twenty three calendar. I was like, oh yeah, they released like three mercenaries games on Steam this week. Four, <laughs> four. four. Sorry, four. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Um. Moving on to trailers, we got a new uh, trailer for the Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn expansion. that are focused on DLC, or the quest in the DLC. And it was kind of like, I don't know, it was, it was a very... Um, okay. I didn't watch this trailer, the trailer.
1: <laughs> but it was like, I, they, I saw them tweet literally the day before, almost like a countdown, like, we're releasing a trailer on Quest tomorrow, and my thought was, a tra- a trailer on Quest? That seems kind of weird. So what was this trailer?
0: It was, was basically it just, just
1: a, doing doing fetch quests,
0: kind of. But it was like it was like it was like a montage of like like small clips from like side quests. It was like it was like it was them like accepting a side quest, and then it was like and, and it was just like a bunch of different quests that like just kind of shows you scenes of like them interacting of like okay. them picking up the quests pretty much. And then this is like oh look and like the, and these quests are are basically like. Wow! Look at this place one year later, and look at how far the people have come. You know, it's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> this is a
1: weird <laughs> DLC. I mean, we said that when it was announced,
0: and, and then like when they when they are like uh, talking about it, like the, they're talking about, oh, you know, like you'll get to see like how in these side quests like how the reconstruction of like these uh towns that you visit in the base game are doing and then it also shows off like hey this uh beyond the dawning special have a new large dungeon it's like okay so it'll have like a new singular dungeon then or what (laughs) like and then the the rest are like dungeons that you've already revisited (laughs) like what do you mean by just like new large dungeon (laughs) that's all they really said about it and then like the very brief Combat footage they put into this is like an uh, ability that you already saw, which is like the standard Chion and Alpha Alfin like combo ability finisher, pretty much. And it's like, okay, and that was it. It was a pretty underwhelming trailer, I'd say. Um, uh, there's not, there's nothing like, I don't know. I, I still don't know why they're putting out this expansion. To be honest, <laughs> I still don't know. Because they've already confirmed that the new the new character that they showed off, like the the new character interacting with the main cast, is not playable, and I don't know if like the main cast has like anything new that they can do gameplay wise either, because they haven't said anything about that. Well, so well, I you have no idea.
3: Quest. You're buying it for the side quest. I... Yay! I
0: don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I guess the that is coming out um, November. November ninth and you need the base base game to, to access it. It's not a standalone thing. Um there's also a new uh trailer for Sandland uh that shows the the English voice cast for it. So I didn't notice getting an English dub. Yeah, was, uh,
1: I, I thought that was cool. interesting. It's actually yeah. the trailer itself was actually revealed a while ago or a couple weeks ago in Japanese and it's basically like here's the English cast. Like, oh that's interesting. This game's yeah. getting an English dub. I wonder if it's just because it's like... Like, for example, I think of Bandai Namco, I think of, well, One Piece, the anime, has a dub, but the, they didn't give it to the game. But I wonder if that's, like, trickier to manage and license or whatever than, like, this is just a, a new project with a new movie thing. So maybe it's easier just to get the new cast. Yeah, it's just like a song. one-off. It's
0: like, it's like a one-off, right. too, because it's like, you know, so it's like it's just that filament in this game. Uh, so... Yeah, you're. you're uh, I can see where you're coming from. That makes sense. And, you know, the it's sounds uh, like the English uh, dub sounds solid. So yeah. So this will still not a release date for this game, uh, but it's coming out on PlayStation it, my, Five, PlayStation Four.
1: It feels like they're ramping up like marketing for it. It's gotten a handful of trailers. It had like a mm-hmm. developer diary, like literally the last week also, and then now an English dub trailer. So it feels like. It doesn't have a date, but it's probably next year sometime. Maybe yeah, February. I have to imagine
0: it's like early next year. But yeah. uh, I wonder if like they're like maybe you should release it in February, and everyone's like, I don't know. Yeah, watch, <laughs> yeah, watch them do that.
3: <laughs> Smart choice. Release when there's five major releases there.
0: So yeah, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and PC via Steam. So I, I think yeah, I think they're definitely just trying to find like a good way to like a reasonable. Time framed early next year to slot it in. I just don't know yet. Um, they they also uh, uh, not video game related, but they uh, speaking of um, Akira Toriyama, they showed off a new Dragon Ball project. Oh, you mean they just... Dragon Ball Babies? Yes, you Dragon mean Ball GT
3: two guys.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it, I forgot. What it's saw like Dragon Ball Daima or Dama or something. Yeah, Dragon but... Ball
1: Daima. I don't know yeah, much else about it, it other than they're now children.
3: Yeah, people before they leaked it or something, they were calling it Dragon Ball Magic, but the official title is Dama. So uh, it's
0: called it's called Dragon Ball for Babies and Dragon Ball Babies. That's what it's called. Um, they uh, have a new trailer out for uh, two new trailers for Persona Three Reload. One focuses on, is like a Yukari character trailer, and the other uh, focuses on like the Iwatodai Iwa dorm life. These both have like interesting things about them. Um, obviously, the Yukari. Um, Trailer just shows off like the new footage, uh, like both from the English and uh Japanese voice actress, and a bit of like you know, events that like focus around Yukari. Um, but the yeah, uh, the Iwatodai Dorm Life have uh, had a pretty interesting
1: um trailer. That one's interesting because it shows new events like mm-hmm. that take place with between the characters, including things like the Junpei social link. And I played Persona Three Portable actually just last year, and I played the female route where there is a Junpei social link. But like, I don't recognize this one. I think it's different. Maybe my memory's bad. But that's one thing that they said they were going to add. And obviously, there is no female protagonist in this version. But like, there's social link with Junpei now. There there wasn't before for male protagonists. Yeah, like like
0: like, yeah, these uh, new events with like the male characters uh, that they're adding in, like the the. Are they progress almost like social links? Like it's like a secondary social link.
1: Well, it seems like something. it was. It showed a rank up and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like so it's like... that's that's pretty different in terms of how does that work in terms of mechanics and whatnot. And let me pull something up here real quick. Yeah, I I don't remember exactly. um One second, I don't remember yeah. exactly how it was in FES, but like. Uh, the, this trailer shows Junpei getting a social link. He is now ranked five and it says he gains, um, deals, he gains the skill hack and blast deals severe slash damage to one foe ignoring resistances. So it's like, they actually get like new abilities or passives or something when they, when they social link up, which didn't really exist in that way before. So mechanically this remake, this remake is going to be pretty different how these all work. So,
0: yeah really expanding a lot of stuff and obviously like the, the uh, beyond that there's also just just general new like even todai dorm events yeah there
1: was also it showed yeah. the showed the main character hanging out with um uh, shinjiro you know as another male character kind of addition that they're like they said they're gonna try to get those male characters a little bit more screen time because they didn't really have it in the original releases so All right, it's interesting
0: so yeah, the, the, this uh, the, the, this kind of content is like it's one of those. It's like, oh, okay, this remake is like it's it's expanding it in like in pretty interesting ways.
1: Yeah, both it's, both, not... both character wise and mechanically.
0: Yeah, so more um, more meets the eye. like when they first when they first originally announced is like, okay, this is kind of a weird project. But now it's like, okay, things are starting to come together a little mm-hmm. bit. And yeah, that's pretty much everything that's happened this week in terms of like what we're covering, pretty much. So, uh, any new releases next week? I bu- oh yeah, the, the full release. Wait, no, that's not. It's next week. Yeah, it is next week. The the, the full release of World of Horror. Um,
2: it's coming. Not an RPG, week. but uh, tons of games released next week. Uh, Sonic Superstars, Super Mario Wonder. Mm-hmm. I think Spider Man. Spider Man's the same day as oh, Mario. Oh yeah, Man. yeah. For, for, it was like Friday. Yeah, Spider Man is Friday. Um what else? Then the week after that is Alan Wake 2. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Busy week for sure.
2: I don't know for RPGs,
0: but uh, for for interesting games <laughs> for non RPG games it seems to be a cool week, but for RPGs, uh, there'll be I mean there is some stuff. You like can you
1: can you can buy the PlayStation 5 version of the Caligula Effect 2. There you go. I heard I the heard that game is actually play. pretty decent. We, we never but the first it. game was a disaster it. though yeah I played the first game I've talked about on this podcast I it was I, and I played the original version of the first game I didn't I never played the the redo version which is better apparently oh. at least a little bit the original version of the first Caligula that game is dreadful
3: uh, I feel like I a bullet with that one yeah. I said maybe I'll do a guide for this I, I, like, I, I, I don't know
1: why I remember it this way but I remember when I was reviewing Caligula the Caligula effect the first one. It was basically releasing at the exact same time as uh, Trails in the Sky the Third, the Western version of that, obviously. And my brother was reviewing that. And that game I love. I played it afterwards because I couldn't play it when I was reviewing. It's kind of like, man, like, that game was one of my absolute favorites. And I had to play this game. That was one of my absolute worst Like instead at that time. <laughs>
0: you'll, you'll never forgive it for So that.
1: now those, those two games are now linked in my brain.
2: That's unfortunate. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> I hope yeah, because the games, third
2: is still one of the best games in the Trail series.
3: I hope people that come to our Discord don't get discouraged every time we talk shit about Cold Steel 4. <laughs> because it seems like every time someone brings up Cold Steel 4, it of a rant about that game all day.
2: <laughs> Why did you bring it up, Chow?
1: Why, Why did you, you bring it up? up? Hey, even, even just... Uh, even just uh, participants in our staff, or in our general channel, a lot of them aren't too hot on Cold Steel 4 either, so it's not just us. (laughs) Some of just the general people in there. It's a divisive
2: game. Like, some people act like it isn't, but it is very much so. I don't know.
0: It's always fun uh, racking everyone's brains into the Sword Channel, seeing where where, where people are at and what they're playing. And... um,
1: Seen
0: yeah, a lot of then... uh, fate memes recently. I, I might not, I might uh contribute to that once in a while, you know. Um yeah. Uh so where you can find us, you can find us on rpgsite.net. You can find us over on Twitter slash X at RPGSite. You can uh find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rpg site net. You can find us on Fa- uh, YouTube <laughs> via youtube.com slash rpg site you can find us on your favorite podcast app, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, etc. Um, you can find us on Discord with the right Discord link, with Discord.gg/rpgsite. Um, and yeah, and go hang out with us they're, they're, Right now, uh, I see that they're talking about. Uh, I guess they're watching a panel of FF Seven Rebirth. Yeah, there's a there's, a
1: there's a voice actor English voice actor panel for uh, Rebirth right now at New York Comic Con. And this is something that people guessed, but they just they formally revealed literally as we were podcasting that Matt Mercer is voicing Vincent. There you go. Which I like Matt Mercer. I do think I do feel like he's almost getting over risking being overexposed, but he's good.
0: Yeah, he's good. I see I see Chow also linked link to uh figures for Cyberpunk Edgerunners there as well in the Discord chat. Um yeah, and then that's uh that's it for now. You can find us uh Next week, we'll be back next week, and we'll talk about the latest in RPGs and anything cool going on. Hopefully something cool happens next week. Until then, thanks for listening. Take care.
1: Later, everyone. Did we, did we really finish the podcast in under two hours?
0: Did
4: we? No Yes, way. we did. Holy shit.